Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Lee and Me. My name is Camille Miller. I am the founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership, a global network for soul-centered entrepreneurs. My co-host today is Lee Gabarzik of Soulful Mandela's Long Valley, New Jersey. Hi Lee. Good morning, Camille. Good morning. Today <laughs> we thought we would talk about, and believe me, this went back and forth and back and forth, but today we thought we'd talk about attraction versus promotion. Yes. I think it's a great topic because so many times with the entrepreneurs that I work with, it's all about mindset. And I made the huge mistake last year of putting all of this money into advertising and advertising agencies and, you know, hiring people to do stuff for me and trying to be this internet sensation so people would know that we exist only to look back at my numbers and find that 90% of the people that I attracted came from other people. <laughs> so, ten, I can't even tell you, tens of thousands of dollars to learn that I naturally attract people. So it, it was really funny. And I've also learned just in my personal work, which I haven't done a lot, I, like I just started to do that probably last October, my personal work, um, that it really wasn't about just having the client. It was really about having the right client. Because when you have the right client, my gosh, you can do, they, they just, it's like leaps and bounds of a difference in their business compared to someone that I, who's resistant against it. Oh yeah. And I can't yeah. change everyone. So when I find that yeah. right client, they tend to talk about me. I call them raving fans. Yes. You know, they send everyone else to me. I have never, ever, ever even um, done any promotion about my individual clients because I take only a handful of a year and I've mm -hmm. never had to. They always come naturally. So um, that is the hardest lesson to just kind of sit back and know that as long as you do really great work, you know, people will naturally attract to who you are. But I think as a soul centered entrepreneur, um, that's the only way you're going to attract. The beauty is that you have no competition, right? Because they're attracted to you as a person. So if you believe in abundance and not competition, then even if someone stole everything you did, they're still not you. They still can't do exactly. it the way you do it, they don't attract the way you do it. So even though people always try to copy the organization that I that I created, no one's ever really been successful. They do it their own way. And I always look at it and go, yeah, that's not me. Yeah, that's I mean, you, you brought up so many things here. One of them is, the, is really, um, you know, kind of connecting to whatever it is that really resonates with you. In other words, what's really matters to you, what's really important to you, something that you feel passionate about, yeah. something that, really, you know, one of the things is that this kind of comes back to some of the things we've said in the past, but what is it that I'm always talking about when I'm not, you know, working? Or what is it that I'm always having, having a conversation about or thinking about or maybe watching videos like YouTube stuff on? That kind of tells me like, oh, yeah, that's the thing to pursue. Um, there's also something too about the the personality, if you would, um, um, that makes a difference in the way that um, energy is pulled in. So if I am accessible energetically, in other words, if I'm open, I'm going to pull more people in. And sometimes that can be expressed very simplistic in a sort of a simplistic way. Yeah. By 
um, I remember I had gotten a um, uh, another business that I had back in the day, and I was with my business partner at the time, and we were getting this rental space. And um, I didn't know the woman who we were renting from at all. My business partner had some relationship with her, but I don't think she, I don't know how much she knew about what we do. And the woman looked at us and said, oh, you're gonna be very successful. And I was like, you don't know what I, I was like, what? And how would you, she goes, cause you're likable. And you know, when we have unlikable, let me explain what I mean by that. When, when we're talking about something that matters to us, that we really feel strongly about, that is very powerful for us, how we communicate that makes a huge difference. So if I'm coming from a state of likable, it's like this. I'm so excited to show you this thing. I did this and I'm so excited, take a look. Versus, you know what you need? You need the following. Great example. You are I'm so right. <laughs> you how you can be a better person. Yeah, love that. <laughs> and and uh, like when you, you could go like these chamber of commerce meetings or like the in person and people are like shoving cards. <laughs> And they like look at what you do and you're like, I don't know what that is, or you can't serve me. And they just keep like going. Like it's, uh, um, I used to, cause I'm an introvert. I used to have a lot of trouble at in-person networking. Mm-hmm. And I know people are shocked at that when I tell them, but I really am. I'm, I'm an extrovert cause I have to be for business, but I'm really an introvert. Um, but my goal was always to meet two people. Um, and that was it. I could walk into a room of a hundred people, but as long as I met two, that was my goal. Because if I met two, I can get to know them at a deeper level. I can ask them about who they are, their family, their business. Like I can get them to know them at a deeper level. And the next time I went, I'd know two really good people that would most likely introduce me to the next person. Right. And then the next time it was, you know, four and it it would multiply which is really the same way I've built the organization completely by meeting people individually, which is an organic way of doing it. But then people are like, people tell people about it. And then I have a conversation with them to see if they're a good fit. So where my original goal was to create this huge um, organization of thousands of people, I realized that by making it small and intimate, um, with a few hundred and I know every single one of them is um, so glor- the word glorious is coming to me. Like it's, it's just glorious the way we can serve everyone at an intimate level. So I know what everyone's doing. Everyone has access to me. It's a totally exactly. different way to run a business. It's not. And it's, it's reinforcing your own sense of your self-worth too, because you are now yeah. fulfilling the kind of value that you know to be true for yourself in a connected way with somebody else and in an intimate way as you're describing. Yeah. That gets you into the world in an engaged kind of way that's very attractive. Yeah. I think one of the things that I think a lot of times people get so distracted by the bells and the whistles and are they pretty and all of that kind of superficial stuff which can play to our you know reptilian brain <laughs> yeah. but then but then it goes as quickly as you know it's just it comes in and then it goes right out again 
And then there's that thing that connects more meaningfully to us, that has a deeper registration with us. And that comes from our attracted, we're attracted now not to just the superficial part of it, but we're attracted to something that goes beyond you know, time and space, and has greater longevity. And that is kind of the, the really the, the better way to go because if, we're, if, if I'm involved in something that has that kind of depth to it, the person who's going to be connected is going to bring their depth to it and then they're going to share that depth with it versus, you know, the very kind of superficial thing because if it's superficial, then it's just going to go to another superficial thing and it's just another superficial thing and another superficial thing. But deeper things have that kind of connectedness. But part of that and the attraction, part of that is, is how am I with, with me? This is another big thing. So let's say that I am promoting my business, right? And I have the most beautiful logo and I have the most beautiful website and I have my social media and it's all very pretty. And I have my tech savvy stuff and I'm doing all of my Google things, right? But let's say that I don't really feel it. Let's say that I'm not really in it. Let's say that I'm back here, it's over here, and that's, and I'm kind of like, you know, sort of doing this thing in that kind of uh, superficial way. What's going to happen is eventually people are going to realize that there's no water in that well. They're not going to get the kind of satisfaction. Yeah. The thing too is that if I build my sense of self outside of myself, Mm -hmm. Right. If I build myself outside of like uh, an example of that is, oh, I want to feel confident. Ooh, I'll buy a five million dollar home and then I'll feel confident. And then my neighbor comes over and they don't like the foyer or the, the gardens were not done by a master gardener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my bubble gets burst. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when you're attaching your self-worth to stuff. Yeah, and yeah, the stuff totally different. Be, yeah, stuff can be that. I mean, it could be the website, and it could be the yeah. social media, and it could be like my logo, and it could be the fact that maybe it's something where I go, well, I was in front of like ten thousand people in the Houston Auditorium, and yeah. you know, all of that stuff can kind of make it outside of me in a way that I get attached to that and then things get really dangerous because now I'm getting into shtick. Now I've lost my freeform nature of self-exploration that connects to a greater meaningfulness which I share with the other people which, which empowers their own meaningfulness and creates greater depth versus Look at my action, you know, look at my resume or look at how much money I have and look at all that other stuff because that kind of thing creates an attachment and that creates just, uh, yeah. problems. And that comes from ego. Yeah, because yeah. that's that whole Buddhism thing of attachment yeah. and then we become afraid because then we're constantly run, running to see how many hits we have on our Instagram account or constantly running on our Google Analytics. Oh my goodness, till my numbers are dropping. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
Yeah, I don't look at that stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, but I'm a very intimate person, and I and yeah. it took me a long time to even figure out that that's the word. And it's really funny when people ask, like, "What's your superpower?" If anyone's ever asked that, mine is always people like me a lot. They just do. Yes, <laughs> that's my superpower. People are very attracted to me, and it's I, not physical. It's a mental. It's an energy, and it's been that way my whole life. People are very attracted to me. I'm definitely a leader and an influencer, and, and you, there's a lot of um, um, responsibility that comes with that, which I'm aware of. But absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Once you put your well, you're you're you become. What happens there is. This is not an attachment in the sense of I have to maintain some kind of like, um, um, you know, a claim. This is looking at a process. So this is a, because I, I, I think a lot of times it's easy to be caught up into an outcome and not the process. Right. And the process is so critical because the process is where we discover ourselves. The process is where we explore what really works and challenge ourselves and get into better kinds of solutions and better understanding and really overall a greater sense of self-love about what it is that who we are and the world around us. Yeah. Uh, my, my superpower is vulnerability. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because Why I can cry and be vulnerable and I can let it, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, I, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I can be very willing. And I think that for people who do empathic work, I think that um, in any kind of people who are in the healing arts, yes, you have to maintain a certain level of boundaries. You don't want to be um, uh, somehow or another having some kind of like, you're picking up on their, you know, negativity or their pain, you know, their whatever the the energetic connection uh, that might be harmful to me. But empathy, empathy comes from vulnerability because vulnerability says, you know, I, I, I get my own fragility and I'm okay with it. I get my own humanity and I'm okay with it. I get that I'm not perfect, I'm okay with it. I get that I'm gonna make huge mistakes, I'm okay with it. Vulnerability says I accept my sins, I accept my crazy. I accept. And because of that, I can accept others. And I think that when people get into that level, because this is the whole concept that many religions and many, many kinds of philosophies talk about, that self-love is really, or love itself is so critical because without that, you know, RuPaul, how are you going to love someone else? But you can't get into some kind of, of you, otherwise judgment's going to come up. Love and it. if I'm with a, if I'm with a client or if I'm with somebody and I go to judgment, I've lost it. Yeah. At that point, it's done. Yeah. And vulnerability puts a check on that. Vulnerability relates to that. Vulnerability says, "But I too am a sinner." Vulnerability says, "I too am at times confused and lost," and I'm okay with that. I like that. I don't know all the answers. I'm okay with that. I have tons of questions. I'm okay with that. I'm very skeptical about people who come in and have it all figured out. <laughs> I'm always well, like, there's something wrong there. <laughs> one thing I hear over and over and over again, and especially towards this time of the pandemic where everyone kind of went online and they look like these superstars that aren't really true is 
Um, I just keep hearing from so many people as I hired a coach, I was robbed of, you know, thousands of dollars because they said this, but they, they didn't have the backing. They only had the promotion. Yes. So what's going to happen is they're going to actually go down in a tailspin. They might get a lot of upfront money, but they're going to go down in a tailspin because their reputation will, will yeah. not hold up. Right. So that's, yeah, you want to look at, you don't want to just look at the exterior of the house. How, about you, know, the you want to know what the foundation is. You want to yeah. know how it's held together. How is the electrical run? What's going on with the plumbing? You know, because you can always redo the facade. Yeah. But the interior part, the part that really, really matters, there's no way to cheat that. Yeah. There's no way to change my stripes and hide my deeper identity. And, and, and eventually all of that stuff kind of comes out. And my job, uh, one of my responsibilities is to align myself in my actions with that identity. Yeah, I love that. Like law of attraction. I think it's in absolutely it, everything. And I think you also attract, even though I was told this for a long time before I actually believed it, um, <laughs> you attract people just like you. When I look at my absolute oh, yeah. ideal client, uh, like a personal one-on-one -on -one client, it is exactly me. I mean, crazy me. And I'm yes. like, wow, I just figured that out. Here's here's how I worked through it. And I do more mindset coaching. But um, it's it, it's amazing that when I don't see myself, I now know that that's not my client. And I yeah. can throw it out or just say, this is what you need. Yeah. I, I think law of attraction is the most important. And just having conversations, I think that's how you organically attract people to you the more conversations you have business happens in conversations um and a great thing i look i learned from a book called the prosperous coach was to just always give just give give yes. give sessions give talks these yes. coaches and people are be like you have to pay for my information or you have to pay for this or you know and they keep it under lock and key like they have you know that that golden nugget that you have to have to be successful i think is the wrong way to approach everything i'd rather tell you and build up your trust and you know work out that strategy and have you come back for that next level because people are always leveling up you're never going to give every golden nugget you know and if you only know one or two golden nuggets you're not going real far right <laughs> <laughs> and every golden nugget doesn't doesn't serve every single person because if if that's true then it's just you're just giving away canned information so for me yeah. like all of the courses that are exactly the same and exactly like it's it's not for everyone i totally yeah. agree and and just kind of you know just to kind of bring it back to this idea of uh you know attraction versus promotion promotion is an attachment to some kind of rigidity a concept right okay. promotion yeah. It's like, you know, um, we put together the following branding identity and then this fits within the strict branding identity and then blah, 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 blah. And we have our official taglines and, and, and all of that kind of stuff is very, very rigid and very defensive though. Because anything that's outside of that then is excluding a whole larger audience and probably the audience that would organically, as you were saying, connect to them so that they would then learn from their own state of attraction what where you know what is actually going on here. Yeah. You know, 
the, the tree, when it's growing and there's a house built across it, it doesn't continue to grow that direction. It goes, I'm going to go this way now to find the light. So when we go into this, to this sort of rigidity about things and get into trouble, when you're coming to it from a state of attraction, it's a sense of process of discovery. So I'm getting involved in discovering this. I'm discovering, as you were saying, like, wait a second, these people that I'm attracting have the same thing that I've got going on. What a brilliant way of learning about myself through the exchange of ideas. We can both better ourselves. That's really cool. And then that kind of continues to grow out and, 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 and just kind of like, you know, roots and branches it just continues to extend out into the universe because people are going to now say, this is real. This is something that I can connect to in a meaningful way. So it has value for me. I want to participate in this. And then, and then everybody starts coming in. And then if it's not working, if I'm looking at this from a, from a law of attraction standpoint, if there is a problem that I can look at, where am I with this? Am I really in this right now? Am I distracted? Am I afraid of something? Do I have some kind of like attachment disorder where I'm, a, where, where I'm projecting some kind of fear into this and it's causing other kinds of problems? But all of that stuff brings up discovery, brings up uh, a kind of like um, expansion of consciousness. And that is really, really cool. Yeah. And when you talk about light, like one of the affirmations I use is I am a beacon of light for others and they are easily attracted to me. And I yes. work on that all the time because if you can just shine your light brighter and wider, you'll attract more people to you. Not in a promotional on Facebook kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. In an energetic way of you just being a beacon of light for others so that everyone is attracted to you and your word. That beacon, that beacon comes from your joy. Yeah. That beacon comes from your love that beacon comes from your 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 sense of adventure and your and your desiring and your passion that is so attractive you know i mean um we've probably talked about this before is but if i am um, a very very joyous very very contented very very passionate very very like um um creative or uh, willing to share i'm very giving i'm very willing to share I become attractive. So then people start looking at the things that I'm wearing, you know, the, 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 where I live and they say, Oh, that's what I need to be successful or I need to do, you know, wear glasses like that to be successful. No, 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 no. That's, that is the form of an attachment from an external standpoint. We want the, the internal thing, which is individual and relates organically and specifically to that person in their own unique way. So when we're kind of sharing our own joy and you're being your beacon of light, they discover through their attraction to you that resonates their beacon of light, which may be a different color, it may be a different trajectory, it may be something else, but it is theirs. So you're not forcing them a promotional dogma that says you have to you're saying I am um, a witness or I am a um, living um, uh, example or I am modeling the things that I say are important because of, and, and you can see it, how, how important it is out of the joy of it, that then connects to them in such a way that they discover that for themselves. And then they bring a different light and an angle to it. And then before you know it, 
you have this incredible, beautiful constellation of light. And that, that to me is a much more abundant solution. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I think the, I, I had a thought while you were saying this and I can't think of it again. But, <laughs> it had something to do with being a beacon of light, but I, I don't, I, I just said it's, it, that's more of a law of attraction, like your attraction to the light, not the, the promotion that you're attracted to the stuff. It's totally different. That's right. And then it's, you it's shine your light brighter and, and then they shine their light and then the light gets brighter for all. Right. You know, this is, um, <clears throat> I was watching, um, 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 someone talk about acting the other day and they were going on about their decision to be an actor and why it was important to them and how the decision to be an actor um, was something that was true to them. It was something that resonated with them. But he, but he's was Morgan Freeman who, you know, has a lot of wisdom, <laughs> but he, he's going into this, these things about why that mattered to him. But he said, if I did it, because he said, that's what I love to do. That's what yeah. makes me happy. I knew this early on, he said. But he goes, if I did it to be famous, then I've lost my joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The joy, fame will just, if fame is the appropriate route to communicate whatever message you happen to have, fame will find you, but will only find you out of the beacon of light that you present. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I think for me that just resonated when I thought originally when I started my organization that I wanted to be big, I wanted to be a name. And I've learned over the time that I actually choose to be more intimate and small, you know, and have it be um, more of an invitation to people to join the community, which is, there's a lot more beauty in that and being small. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, yeah. There's more, it's interesting because it's counterintuitive to what we're taught in life. We're taught in life that abundance looks like. Go big, yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot, you know, where's yeah. your yacht? How come you don't have five homes? <laughs> but abundance is something else to me. That the abundance, if that's the form that abundance takes within the light that I have, then fine, that's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with fire. But that it can't be if it becomes a betrayal of my essential self, then what profit the man that gaineth the world but loseth their soul, right? I am then going to end up in a feeling of being disconnected and miserable because I'm not integrated and and authentically participating in my life in this kind of rich way. Yeah. And so I remember one time with a therapist and I was talking about the friends and he said, you are a very wealthy man. Meaning that you have this great wealth of spirit. And when we look at our energy and we look at, you know, our love and our joy and stuff, how wonderfully abundant that is. Yeah. How incredibly, you know, it, 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 magnificent and, and, and it's light and shining better than any cathedral better than any great uh home this this kind because it's us i think that that's really at the very heart of all of this that this is us not that and that when we do this we then get to participate so we then become this representation of the thing that we say matters 
again versus the dogmatic solutions. And that is really what gives us the greater sense of purpose and joy. That's very cool. Love it. All right, we're gonna wrap this baby up. <laughs> Thank you for another wonderful conversation. Always appreciate them. Thank if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe to our channel. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, just reach us at thenaturallife.org, contact us page and let us know. Thanks, Lee, for another great episode. Thank you, Camille.